Mark Wright. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda 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 Agenda.
everybody, welcome to Base Agenda, episode 88 this week in part one. We've got some lovely deep electronics, spacey electro, spacey funky electro, all chosen by or made by Dallas-based Cygnus, who's our guest this week. Kicking off with one of his tracks already, a great track called Technologic, taken from his new album Tesseractor, which came out on Central Processing Unit just a couple of weeks back. And he's already got another release lined up for a busy guy. Uh, a brilliant flexi-disc uh, two-track release coming up on the Central Processing Unit in November. And the next track we're going to slip into is called Cybrid Vox, which is taken from that release. And up in part two, we've got a nice eclectic mix of electronics for you from UK-based Datrus, a producer who, uh, whilst he hasn't put a huge amount of stuff out there, every time he does, it's uh, incredibly high-quality stuff and a DJ I've respected for a long time. So it's going to be a great two hours. Stay locked and enjoy the tunes. around on cakewalk he had a jd he had a jd uh 800 and uh some other keyboards i think he had a uh one of those akai samplers one of the, the keyboard ones i think uh i forget the name of it but uh he showed me how to record songs on cakewalk and do some multi-tracking and uh i never recorded anything back then but uh, actually I, I would record some tracks to tape cassettes every now and then but um, that's, that's where I first, you know, started to do, like, computer music and stuff. I didn't really get too, uh, serious about it till I was maybe, um, 16 or 17 years old. Yeah, I had to, I, I did have an early exposure. My dad actually was making a lot of spoken word stuff, because he's a doctor. He, uh, he produces this kind of like uh, um, therapeutic medical relaxation stuff where he like speaks you know deeply into the microphone with like with like yawny sounding music in the background saying you're you're entering into your your 
perfect world. You're you're relaxing. You can feel your legs uh, turning into turning into wet noodles, etc. You know stuff like that. sci-fi soundtracks and i like movies that had soundtracks but they weren't orchestral or using real instruments and uh so when my dad got a jd800 and i was playing around with some of those sounds on it i was like whoa you could you can make movie sounds <laughs> you know? it's, so i was really happy to be able to do that uh, as far as other commercial music goes uh, I didn't really discover underground music until late high school, but early on, I liked uh, video game music a whole lot. I liked uh, like Mega Mega Man soundtrack, all that kind of stuff. Um, see, my see, my brothers had all the cool music. They had like N.W.A., Ice T, uh, you know, Cool Hurt, Cool Keith, and all those tapes. And I had to go and steal those from them because. I had a tape player, but my my mom wouldn't let me listen to stuff with cuss words on it. So I had to I had to listen to Egyptian Lover and stuff like that in, in secret, kind of in private in my bedroom, just kind of tuck tuck and hide away, or else I would get in trouble. They actually, my brothers had a two live crew tape, and uh, I stole that from them, and I listened to it in my room, and that's actually kind of messed up because I was like I think I was like seven years old, and that's way too young to be listening to two live crew. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> You've been funked in the air by base agenda.
first piece of gear. See, I was producing a lot uh, after high school, so producing most of my music on the computer using uh, using Reason and uh, Cakewalk, uh, Cubase, and uh, and and Ableton, of course, when that when that came out. Um, but I didn't start buying gear until uh, I think about 2004, until I could actually save money and afford it, and. Uh, first things I got were a machine drum and a, uh, my uncle bought me a, mach a mono machine for my birthday. A very nice uncle. And <laughs> those were the first two pieces of gear that I had and I produced uh, a lot of stuff on on that. I didn't really... Um, it was interesting coming from a, a software uh, environment and going to a hardware environment. Of course, you you see all the limitations and all the... Uh, you know the the uh, path of highest resistance, but that, that was instead inspired me to get more gear. So I got a, I got a Nord lead. I got a, uh, after that I got a, uh, got a Juno 106. Um, bought some samplers, bought some Korg samplers, and uh, I had a Korg R3 for a while. Um, I traded a, uh, I traded an old Moog synthesizer for my, uh, for my Korg R3. Sorry, no, it was the Korg. Uh, that gray one. I, I traded that from Convection, uh, Gerard Hansen, who lives here in Dallas, and uh, that was I enjoyed that for a bit. My gear, my gear setup has changed a lot over the over the years. <laughs>
Keith Tucker, aka DJ K1 of Aux 88. You're listening to the sounds of the bass agenda. catch up on tracks for you then track before this one was called biosoft absolutely love that the mix of vocals and that deep melody absolutely beautiful stuff and before that a track also taken from his latest album by cygnus track called esha and this track we're sitting on top of right now is uh, unreleased uh, but it's a track that he's particularly proud of and he's going to tell you about it uh, any moment now it's called volus murgatroyd i'm glad you can pronounce that <laughs> You pronounced it perfectly. I made those words up. It's a name for a for an alien, an extraterrestrial uh, spectral being. <laughs> yeah, that's just one of those tracks. Sometimes I fall into a weird kind of trance where I feel like I'm being contacted by some kind of extraterrestrial being. Man. Either I'm on I, I'm on the computer, and I feel like I need to like reach out to my friend Robin or my friend Tom and ask them questions to kind of calm me down but in that case i just got on my my synthesizers and made made that song there are three other songs that i made in part with that that i was going to release as a as an album but the fucking synth that i made them on was my uh, my an- electron analog 4 it's currently indisposed looking at it right now and i'm very sad but um but i've got a um that the track the, the album that those were all going to go on was called mobius cubes and uh, I sent I sent that out to a couple people, um, not not to looking to get it released or anything like that, just to see if like if anybody else had had the same vibe that I had that, that brought those songs out or had any had, if any intuitions were triggered 
Earth any kind of like uh, I don't know spectral beings would go and talk to them or anything like that but I uh, th that didn't really happen they were just like yeah dude you're fucking crazy but you make really nice electro and uh, so that track um, kind of was just the, the, the wordless feeling of of that experience Newmark phase is a is a term I came up with after I had read the book for uh, for uh, the book called Count Zero, which is written by William Gibson. And in fact, all the songs on that album um, have a dimension uh, from that book. Uh, for example, Turner phase. Uh, Turner is a character from from Count Zero. A lot of you know bedroom activities has to do with you know the, some of the hacking 
that uh, Bobby Newmark was doing he, in his uh, in his bedroom, you know, before he almost before he nearly killed himself hooking up electrodes and jacking himself into the internet and stuff like that, you know, fuck getting his eye, his his brain fucking iced out. So, you know, uh, Newmark phase uh, um, is a track that um, it's just about that really being a being a young kid a young boy living a completely isolated life but having companionship with computers and technology and that inner and out that that inner desire to want to connect with something but you know just that that outer presence of technology you know <laughs> along the way in uh, bobby newmark's travels in uh in count zero he meets these like he meets these louisiana mafia guys who are actually like voodoo priests and one of them is named Beauvoir and his relationship with Beauvoir really made me very happy to read and listen about and uh, that's what Newmark Phase is about and that relationship between like uh, you know meeting somebody who you uh, meeting somebody you like you know trust and you know satisfy the, that connection that you desire as a lonely person and you know you know in proportion to how much you use the internet and interacted with technology you meet a person and you have no desire to do that anymore you know that's 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 a new mark phase so that that so that music came out of that idea for me I try to think about what my favorite music has done to me and uh, I try to think when I step into the process I can I can also do that to me by you know by writing the songs you know I'm uh, the the tracks are songs that I would like to listen to you know it's not really like uh, um I don't know what I compare it to but it's music that if I were I think, especially with Newmark phase, and uh, a lot of the songs on Relax the Machine and some, a lot of that Biosoft stuff, like if I if I if I could transport music to my like 12 or 13, 10 year old self, like I I think that's the music that uh, young Philip would want to hear, or you know maybe if he if he if he made music back then, he would make these songs if he had the the equipment available to him. So there's just the, those thematics of you know lo- loneliness and uh, computers and technology and also futurism and aliens and uh, you know humor uh, those 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 concepts.
just track that one title track of uh, Sickness's uh, last album New Mark Phase and now we're going to slip into something else unreleased uh, another track uh, that's uh, blown me away I must admit called Make the Brain Relax and after that we're going to slip into something that inspired Sickness to start making his own music
that's unreleased. I, I want it to be released. I'll probably release it on Biosoft. <laughs> yeah, it seemed appropriate. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a, it is a fictional corporation in the uh, in the Sprawl trilogy, which is uh, uh, William Gibson's uh, lore with Neuromancer, Count Zero, and Mona Lisa Overdrive. So I kind of I kind of borrowed it. But um, the way I the way I use it is a little different because it kind of just refers to a you know just a, a kind of like a, a, a nerdy a spiritual uh, understanding of you know self and other and, and ego. But Biosoft in that in in the context of that song, it's kind of like a it's like a yeah it's like a fictional company or something like that. <laughs> you know, but you have Biosoft, you have the you have the, Biological software. <laughs> I don't know. Karma and you're listening to Base Agenda.
that track just embodies like what I what I like about electro as a medium, as a music medium, because it's 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 sexy and it's soulful and it's bedroom music, but simultaneously it's totally alien and science fiction and it's otherworldly and captures just that idea of I don't know being in a place that's not on earth that's not that that the eyes haven't seen that you know it's it it goes very deep (laughs) you know man when I first discovered electronic music um, the first Alex, the first stuff that I really listened, the underground stuff was DJ Crush, and that and I, it blew my mind that uh, in underground music there were songs that were like ten minutes long, and it was it was like music that was deep and soundtrack music, and it could, it could just go on and be the soundtrack to your day or your life or whatever you were doing, and that's. Uh, that's that caused me to fall in love with it almost immediately but that song midnight rendezvous man it's just shocking Like my, I don't know. I'm not like a cynic too often, but what, how people listen to music now is they just like load up a SoundCloud page or a Bandcamp page and just skip around, and then like while they're playing like World of Warcraft or you know yelling at the you know I don't know. <laughs> so that makes me very happy to hear that you know you know some people are people who still listen to music. <laughs>
the, yeah, those Lego Feet tracks are short, but that just makes you that gives the album the whole album, um, the you know in even in its four parts like they just released it. Um, it, the, the length of the albums can make you want you know it gives it a replayability you know you want to listen to it over and over again it's like a bunch of small snapshots into a bunch of really cool parties that that are going on you know i, I love it. it just captures that that nerd that the inner nerd but it also captures that inner alien you know <laughs> I was just playing some chords on my on my Nord lead and uh, recorded that, that nice pretty uh, progression. Uh, decided to just throw some, some 808 uh, drums on it and I, I liked how it came together. It was missing something for the longest time. It sat on my hard drive for about a month and so I put that bass sound on it which is, uh, that's the Dave Smith mofo, yeah, that, that analog one. I just loaded up one of the presets on there and just kind of jazzed out on it and I thought it was perfect. And uh, that started that started like a, a long chain of other tracks that I wrote, but particularly the ones on that uh, on that album, "Relax the Machine." And uh, it's just that that jazzy, that jazzy, you know, sexy alien electro sound. But I like that track a lot because it um, it transports me to a very very peaceful uh, inner uh, spiritual place that's very cal- calm, and I can see things 2020 with with my eyes closed. <laughs>
catch up again for you. This track we're sitting on top of right now is called Weisenberg Nack Versberg by Patronen. You can check that out on uh, Sickness's label on Bandcamp, uh, the Biosoft label. Before that, we have Morning Computing by Cygnus. Before that, a uh, short but sweet track from Lego Feet called Keyop. Of course, Lego Feet is a side project of Ortecra. And before that, the incredible The Other People Place with Moonlight Rendezvous. So the that artist has requested that I not reveal the, their identity, but when I got in con- when they got in contact with me and they wanted they liked my BioSoft label thing on, on, on Bandcamp. Um, oh, I, I don't even know how much I can say, <laughs> honestly. With um, um, it speaks to me, man. It it really like it speaks to me. It, like the, I I listen to it and I'm like, if I were another soul in a different body i would have written that track too so <laughs> i don't know it's just if i, I can't put where i can't put words to it but you know it's it's that's what that's what my soul sounds like it's it speaks it speaks to me in in a way it brings up emotions it brings up ideas for the future you know it allows me to reflect on things on the past that you know i, I previously wasn't able to reflect on it's it's therapy man it's so good it's perfect music.
Hi, this is Des Williams, and you're in tune to the true sound of the underground on Bass Agenda. You ever see the movie Black Narcissus? All those tracks are pulled from from the film. Uh, Sister Clodagh is one of the main characters in uh, the movie Black Narcissist. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a movie about nuns. It's a uh, kind of like a self-discovery movie. Um, yeah, this nun falls in love with a with a world with a worldly man. Um, that track is uh, spooky. It's ghostly. It's spectral. Um, it's it's creepy. You know, if 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 a per if that track was a person, I think it'd be like you'd want to stay away. But it's safe to listen to it because it's a song and it can't really do anything to you. But it has some. It gives me some feelings like there's something is watching me in the room. And yeah, and th- that's another thing. Just to go back on like why electro is so cool to me is because uh, you know it's it's taking things that are absolutely like like unacceptable. Like I don't know like alien abduction like ghostly possession and stuff like that and putting like 808 booty bass to it you know <laughs> it's just i love that i love this i love the salt and pepper of that you know just like the the light and day of that the, the night and day it's i, I love how you know the, the effect it has on the brain <laughs> it's very cool
the genre can be demanding. You know, in the case of like, you know, Doppler effect, it can be very challenging listening to it. Or there's Iclis, or you know, or even even some some you know, Lego feet. I even think Altecker is electro, but you know, it, it can be it can be challenging on that end of the spectrum. But there's there's that there's that easier stuff to listen to that passes off as electro, whatever the fuck they call it, a electro house or whatever. Yeah, so. And, you know, I'm no hate towards any of these guys. Like, I'm glad that they're successful and they're, they're doing whatever they want to do. Uh, you know, like Dead Mouse and all that kind of stuff. Skrillex. That's I'm I'm glad that they they're happy. They're you know make their money, play their show. That's awesome. But that stuff that some people will call that stuff electro, electro house. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, maybe everybody is calling something electro because that's also a really cool word. You know. Electro is a very cool word, so maybe maybe people are stealing it just because it, you know it's probably the, one of the coolest sounding words. <laughs> I don't know. At any given time, I have like four or five albums ready to go at any time. Right now, I probably have like six. Uh, just a lot of just, you know, just tracks and tracks and tracks. I'm constantly recording music every day. My new setup where I'm using, um, <clears throat> where I'm able to use my drum machine as an audio interface is actually making it so I can write twice as much stuff as I could before. So that that's really transforming the way i'm writing music just at least right now so yeah so i'm i'm, I'm anticipating having a bunch more uh content recorded uh as for what i do have recorded i have an album called mobius cubes i have a um i got an album called hal 8080 which is about computers that i'm trying to trying to shop around i got an album called uh yoruba i got a which, that one's about Africa, and um, I just got I just got tracks all all day, man. I and I never know when they're gonna get released, when they're gonna come out, who's gonna hear them. I do know that I do know who needs to hear them and who they're who they're for. So those people get the tracks first.
electronic music out there right now. I could do a show for 10 hours and still not scratch the surface, I'm sure. This track is by Anodyne from his latest album. A track called Endless Rain. It's out now on Psycho Navigation Records. And before that, the most recent track released by the amazing Gerald Donald, Doppler Effect, a track called Delta Wave. And now to slip into something forthcoming on Cultivated Electronics. Excellent collaboration EP coming out next month between uh, Sync24 and the Exaltics. This track is called 10 Years in 10 Days. This is Dave Clark and you're listening to Bass Agenda.
had to make sure this track got played on the show. Absolutely brilliant piece of work. When I first heard this, it absolutely blew me away. I can't think how many times I've played this track in my life. It's, uh, it's one of those tracks that I just keep going back to. Incredibly high quality, and I really, really hope this guy makes more music in the near future. This is Datrus, who of course is going to be providing the guest mix in a few minutes' time as well. Uh, the track's called Sync Pulse. You can actually find this on his SoundCloud page as a free download as well right now. Check out soundcloud.com slash Datrus, which is D-A-T-R-U-S. Big thanks to Cygnus for taking part in the show. Had real fun doing that interview. Uh, a few things you can do, obviously head out to uh, Central Processing Unit. Check out their official website, which is central-processing-unit.co.uk. You can also check out uh, Cygnus' uh, label, Biosoft Records, over on Bandcamp. If you head over to uh, Cygnus at, so that's C-Y-G-N-U-S-A-T dot bandcamp dot com. And you can check out uh, some of his own stuff as well as a couple of other guys on there as well. Enjoy the rest of this amazing track from Datrus, and then we're going to slip into an equally amazing mix.
This is Anthony Rotor and you listen to Base Agenda.
excellent, excellent mix from Datras. Such a talented DJ. Love the selection. Love the variety in that as well. Some quality tunes. Thanks to him for putting that together for us. Thanks for supporting the show. Make sure you support these two guys and the other artists that have been featured. And I'll see you here in two weeks. Have a great weekend. Cheers.